Welcome back to Abundant Self, to the podcast, and today, drum roll with a very special guest, my graphic designer and one and only, Hannah. Hello, Hannah. Hello, Jules. Yay, I'm so happy to be here. I'm so excited for you being here. This is like, as we just said, off off rec- uh, recording, this is just like a conversation that we're going to have. Um, super cozy. So if you also right now listening, if you feel like you want to get cozy, um, grab some a tea or a water or like get into your sweatpants and just, um, yeah, get comfortable. Yes, I love that vibe. I was thinking that I wanted it to feel like I'm coming over to your place and we're just having a girl's day. And so I definitely wore the outfit that I would wear if we were just kicking it on the couch, having a deep conversation, having some snacks. So yeah, I was definitely feeling into that vibe. I love that. So cool. So now for anyone out there who does not know you, I mean, I've been like posting about you and about our collaboration and our work together for probably now weeks on my socials. But if anyone is listening who has no clue who Hannah is, can you introduce yourself? Yes, absolutely. Hello. My name is Hannah. I'm a brand designer and a sales funnel strategist. I help women who sell online courses, digital programs. I help them fully embody their brand online, really step into their vision with gorgeous branding that makes other girlies land on your Instagram feed and go, oh my gosh, I need to follow. I'm obsessed with her. Like my, my role is to help women totally embody themselves online. And I just feel like that's my zone of genius. And the thing that really lights me up, Jules and I have worked together. We've done the branding logo, color palette, typography, and then even diving deeper into the brand message, the brand psychology, and really helping women get clear on what their message is. What is their brand voice in the world? And then how can they use their special skills and talents to really help and serve others? And then I help them design all of the strategic web pages and the funnels that actually help you deliver your programs and your courses online. So taking care of link and bio and everything beyond, that's really my zone of genius. And that's how Jules and I got connected too. Yes. And you've so nailed it. Like I am obsessed with everything, like the branding that you've done and, and the website, of course, um, like just, it's just so nice for me to know that my ideas and, you know, my, as you said, like my vision, someone is there to take care of it. And someone's there to transform it into something Mm. so much, even, yeah, so much better. And, and especially because graphic design, like I have no idea whatsoever when it comes to graphic design. So knowing that there is an expert out there, there is someone that you can trust and that has done it for multiple women and um yeah dozens of others is just a really good feeling so oh thank you so much yay i i'm just grateful that first of all we're today having you here on abundant self on the podcast but also i'm grateful that there are people like you because that just helps us coaches so much that there's someone again who takes care of the back end business stuff as well because sometimes and maybe let's get like straight into entrepreneurship shall we yeah. sometimes there you know like you get the the impression that business and like having an online business or an online coaching business whatever is this easy and and yes mm-hmm. it can be easy of course but also 
there is so much more to it. There's so much more, as you said, there are like sales funnels and there is maybe Kajabi if someone says like, you know, I have a course, I want it on a platform. Um, there is so much strategy that you don't see on Instagram. Like you definitely mm -hmm. do not see that. Yeah. So my question to you, Hannah, and for the audience who maybe there's someone listening who is also a coach or someone who wants to start their own online business through social media, what for you on your, like your personal journey going into entrepreneurship, what is something that you wish you'd have like known earlier from the very, very beginning of your, of your own business? Ooh, that's a good question. And yeah, just to follow up on your statement, you're so right that the difficulties behind the scenes don't show up on Instagram. There's a lot of the the success and the wins and the content creation and the fun stuff. But the, the fact of the matter is that when you're an online coach, you're running an online business. And I think that the most overlooked part of that is the amount of technology and understanding of different platforms and how you're going to need to literally figure out all of that on your own. Like that's just really overlooked. Mm -hmm. And I find that that's where a lot of people get the most stuck. Luckily for me, I can say I didn't get stuck there because tech and website has always really been my zone of genius. But one thing that I really wish that I knew earlier was I don't have to do everything on my own and that I should start creating systems and processes that I can teach other people so that they can help me grow faster. That's definitely a stage I'm in right now, wishing that, you know, I've been running my business for three, almost four years now, just wishing that I started bringing more people on earlier to help me and not continue the mindset of, I have to do everything myself. Yeah. Yes. Oh, that's such a good one. And I think especially if you are, you know, in your early stages of business, congratulations that you've been in, in the, uh, in the business for like three to four years. That's amazing. That's really, really great. Now, I think especially when you are in your early stages, as you say, Hannah, sometimes you think you have to do it all by yourself because there's also this thing of like being a perfectionist and thinking that, you know, you can do it the best. You are the best at everything. Or like, I can do it all by, by myself. Like, why should I yeah. hire someone? Why should I outsource? If I have time, I can do it. Like, like you know, everything is flowing. But for me personally, I was really now when I was, I came to this point where I was like, no, I want her. Like, I just, I need mm. you, right? Um, it was because I also realized, as you say, with the, the, with the zones of genius, like, I'm not an expert, but there are experts out there and they do exactly what I want and they are there to, to help me, to support me. So that's a really, really good point. I definitely love that. Do you feel that um, it has been a challenge? Like I know, you know, there are like with hiring someone, it's like also ups and downs. You have to trust someone a lot as well to be like, okay, you're going to do this for me. Do you feel like um, there have been also some difficulties when it comes to hiring a team? Do you have any suggestions for that? Like where, when do you know, so, so many questions, sorry. Like, when do you know basically 
that this is the right person for you to hire? What is like your gut feeling? Mm, yeah, that's a great question. I'm currently working with a business coach who has a really helpful framework for this. And this was really something that allowed me to give myself permission to stop doing everything. I think that's the first step. Like the first step is determining that you want to give yourself permission to not do everything. And then the next step is figuring out who's actually the first person that I should bring onto my team. Where is it going to make the most impact? And I think that's really looking at the fact of what, who can I hire that can allow me to double down on what I am an expert at and take away, like, like you said, take away the things in my business that are uncomfortable for me that I'm not good at doing that are important, like critical and important that somebody else would better execute for. But then it's also taking a look at your revenue and making responsible decisions and making sure that if you're bringing somebody on that it's putting a, putting you in a place where you can continue to grow and be successful. And absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I faced a lot of challenges before I started my branding and web design business. I co-founded a technology app and I spent about three years building that and I hired it. I hired an overseas development team and I oversaw lots of people. And in that business, I put myself into so much debt, like 30 or $40,000 USD building this platform that I just like really believed was the thing and it wasn't. And so when I then started this business, I had a lot of fear and mental blocks and trauma around hiring people. And there, I had to move through a lot. So I think also it's taking a look at your, at your history and then being able to, if you've made mistakes, be able to trust yourself to not make them again. And be confident enough that I'm not the same entrepreneur I was three years ago. I've learned a lot. I'm not going to make those mistakes again. And so just if you feel the fear, acknowledge it, recognize it, and then ask yourself, is it rational? Is it not? Am I capable of this? And then moving forward and making, making it happen for yourself and being proud of yourself when you fucking do it, you know? Yes. That's the energy. Oh, I love this so much. Thank you so much for sharing that. That that was incredible. Um, do you I I'm just like wondering, mm -hmm. do you because I know that the girlies who are listening are into manifestation and I know that, you know, personal development also of course plays a huge role in business or when you want to start your own business. Do oh, yeah. Yes, that manifestation actually played a role in your business. And, and, you know, uh, do you feel like it got you to the success that you're living now day to day? I'm seeing your stories and, and you're just you're living your dream life. So I'm wondering where does manifestation play a role for you in your journey on your journey? Mm, yeah, your my thoughts become my beliefs and my beliefs are my actions. That's, that's a hundred percent truth. My truth. I recognize that so much. And so resiliency, believing in myself and 
trusting my own vision has definitely brought me to where I am today. So the, the belief in myself and knowing that I'm on the right path and continuing forward and looking for those, looking for those signs in the days of darkness that I'm still doing the right things has been huge. So I would say on, if there's been days where I feel low or I feel, we all have those days. We all have those imposter syndrome days where we're like, why am I doing this? Am I, am I capable of doing this? Even when we have all of this historical evidence that is telling us, fuck yeah, bitch, you're totally capable. Like, let's look back at the timeline here and see all of the success that you've had. And for me, just continuing to focus on the things that I've done well, sometimes it's listening to client testimonials or like going back and looking at my old work and being like, yeah, that's boss. That shit looks great. <laughs> you know, and then continuing to keep that good energy. So I've never had any sort of formal kind of manifestation practices, I think in the same way that it's really deeply integrated in your life, Jules. But things in that realm that are really important to me are meditation, positive affirmations, just having a good attitude and really believing, believing in myself and then believing other people when they affirm that you're doing the right thing. That's something too, is like really when somebody tells you you're doing something well, take that in, let that build your self-confidence, let that really build you up and let that be the, the thing that stands behind you on those days when you don't believe or trust in yourself. Yeah. And I want to learn a lot more about just your relationship with manifestation. And I want to kick that question back to you because I want to hear what your experience has been like, um, with that, like with that tool in your world. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, one more thing. I felt like what you said about, you know, the affirmations I have, like, I actually learned from you by, you know, like, being on your um, stories and seeing your content that you actually also use very empowering songs. So that's so cool because yeah, because the songs, I always tell that my clients, like what you consume is not just, it's, it's not, you know, it's, it's everything. So even the songs and I'm like very, very big when it comes to uh, subconscious reprogramming. And I'm like, the songs that you listen to and then sing out loud, it manifests somehow in your life or you're, yeah, you're just able to incorporate that new belief system into your, into your beliefs, into your, into your brain, mm. into your mind. So I'm actually, when I was getting ready, I was like, just chanting to song. Yes. Yes. Okay. I'm glad that you brought that up because that's something I completely overlooked. And that's actually been a huge part of my journey. Music. It's funny. If you look on my Spotify, my likes is just kind of, you know, what my current music hyperfixation is. But if you look through my liked songs, you'll see the different like phases of my mood or stages of, of my confidence or kind of my focus or what I'm thinking about at the time. And yes, listening to empowering music plays a huge role. And these last four or five months in particular, I've really had to step up. I've really had to push myself through discomfort and fear and growth that I normally would procrastinate, self-sabotage, and just believe I'm not worthy of and somehow not get to the other side. But I have 
decided that those are no longer behaviors that I'm going to move forward with. And listening to music, specifically female artists, has been huge for me. And so I've been embodying this new feminine energy and really leaning into her and getting to know her. And the music has been a big part of that. And yeah, you're totally right. The music, the manifestation of that energy, how it sits in your subconscious and it can frame your beliefs about yourself. That shit is so real. Yeah. Yes. Amen to this. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> um, yeah. Speaking about, I guess, like integrating, you know, like manifestation practices or whatsoever into your daily life. For me, it's, yeah, it's, it's that. Like for me, manifestation is your is not just like 10 minutes meditating it's it's your daily life and how you live behind the scenes as well now if there's mm. no one watching if there's mm. no boyfriend next to you if there's no partner if there's no roommate what do you do how do you how do you act like it's the small tiny little things for me that i'm like knowing the version that I want to become, knowing her, knowing like that next level self, I just try to embody her as much as I can. And yeah. even if it's just a small decision, like going to the gym in the morning, I, this morning I was like, mm, like really, you know, can I squeeze in a workout? I'm not sure. I know that I, afterwards, I'm going to feel so much better. I know that I also you know, thinking about that next level version of myself, I know she goes to the gym, she works out and she loves her body and how, you know, um, it's able to move. So it's like just those tiny little decisions. And it even goes to a point, and I also spoke about that with a client actually just yesterday, um, where we were speaking about those tiny decisions or I guess, yeah, yeah, like these tiny decisions, it's like habits, you know, and those, it's habit stacking um that you do during a day and so even if or sorry even just the, the the laundry if you have like a pile of laundry and you just wait to wash or um dishes in the in the sink and you just like i'm gonna do it later like why why would you want to wait why do you do it later if you could do it right now and those are the decisions that I try to make from my higher self, from my next level self, knowing like that is the ultimate manifestation. Because if I now show up as her, I'm just going to become her so much faster. And mm. yeah, I guess that's like why for business, it's also so important because it's just, you know, it as entrepreneur, Hannah life and business, it, it just goes hand in hand. Yes. Oh my gosh. Thank you for sharing that because you're so right. It's the little, it's the little things. It's the daily actions. It's the micro promises, the micro commitments that you make to yourself. And if you continue on the path of not following through on your little micro commitments, those add up in a big way. And if you do every day follow through on your micro commitments, those add up in a big way on another end of the spectrum. And of course, we're not about it every day. Like yeah. I know there's some days Absolutely. it's like, I will do the dishes tomorrow, but it's the fact of saying like tomorrow you do do them. And then that 
that has been a big part of building my self-confidence. And I, I imagine Jules that you may relate. And I'd love to dive into that with you of how following through on your daily commitments builds your self-confidence as like an individual, as a woman, but also as your ability to be successful and to execute and to make good decisions in your business as an entrepreneur. It's the things that you do in your daily life that really translate. Like there's a quote, it's out there. Entrepreneurship is the ultimate personal development program. Like I couldn't, I couldn't agree with that more. And I think that's why I'm so drawn to entrepreneurship and that I've been obsessed with it for so long and that I love it so much. And it feels so true to me because personal development and self-growth and wanting to look, wanting to look within and like really wanting to change has always just been really core and essential to me. So yeah, I, I love entrepreneurship because of that factor, because it really, it forces you to, it forces you to grow in ways that you just it's difficult to tap into otherwise. Yeah. Yeah. I was just about to say, would you ever want to change your current life or like entrepreneurship in general? Ooh, this question <laughs> This question actually triggers me in a like in a good way. Being triggered is good. It allows you to really look within. And I I can say without a doubt that on my days of self-doubt, of course I go there. I should just get, I could just get a nine to five job and like no hate to that at all. Like I don't in any capacity see any sort of like superiority of being an entrepreneur over working a nine to five. Like they're two totally different lifestyles for two totally different people. And there's no, like, I don't attach anything. I don't attach anything to either or, but I know that I only think about that when I doubt myself. And I also know from historical evidence that anytime I've ever said, I'll never do something, I probably might. So in the far, far future, one day, may I work a a job for somebody else or work for somebody? Maybe. But do I feel aligned with that right now? Does that jive with my vision? No. But I'm not against it if in the future it feels right yeah that's really good yeah same here absolutely i feel like exactly what you said when when there are like you know entrepreneurship it's and most of my listeners here on the podcast they know because either you know they're entrepreneurs themselves or just from listening there are it's like a roller coaster an emotional roller coaster and there are ups and there are downs um and yeah on like when it goes down and like everything feels like it's falling apart and nothing is working and all those things. And, you know, there's self-doubt. I totally see. And that happens to me as well that I'm like, Hmm, like what, what actually, how would it even feel? Like I try to connect again with like, how does it feel not having so much responsibility because you're working for someone else and you clock out and then that's it, you know, like you go and you have your weekend. As a business owner, and you know that, Hannah, you have all the responsibilities, or let's say you are the owner, you are your own business owner. So basically what happens is that the weekend comes and you might still thinking about this client or this or that. And, and it's sometimes, I guess, and this is like a really vulnerable share just from my personal experience now in this last year, mm. it's hard to 
to, to turn off your head. But then on the other hand, it's something that's so interesting, so exciting, uh, so fulfilling that there's, there are some week end days that I have to force myself not to work because I'm just, I just want to. And I guess like it's finding this balance of like, yeah, just navigating entrepreneurship. Yeah. Can I ask you a question, Jules? Of course. Okay. So I love what you say about it being involved all of the time. Do you love that it's always, that your business is always on your mind? Like, would you change that though? Would you want weekends where you're totally unplugged and you log in on Monday? Or are you obsessed with the fact that you're constantly excited about what you're working on? Oh, I totally would love to not think about it. I mean, come on. <laughs> I would so love to Friday, 4 p.m., just be like, okay, bye, see ya. And just like forget about everything and, my, and just like go blank in my head and do other things. But it's just, it's not possible because I, because content creation, for example, is a crucial part of my business. And so I might be in the shower on Saturday in the morning and I suddenly get an idea for a piece of content. Like, it's just, it's just not, yeah, it's, it's very difficult to put that into words. But it's, I guess for me personally, at least now in the beginning stages, not that easy to separate it and be like, okay, my head is just going to go blank when it's weekend. Um, you know, and yeah. Turn off. Yeah. However, I know that it's not just here in entrepreneurship because I know that when I used to work at the gym, I would sometimes on the gym floor and, you know, like night shifts and sometimes I had to um, actually work nights and then in the morning as well because there was someone sick or like, I don't know, I had to um, jump in and cover the morning shift. And so I was there until 11.30 p.m. and then at 5.30 in the morning again, opening the gym. And I remember sometimes I would even um, dream about things happening that I forgot to lock the door or like, you know, and so I was an employee and I was poorly being paid like, you know, minimum wage. And um, it was, it was still like me overthinking. And I still had like, oh, checking the door two times. Didn't I lock the door? All the windows are closed. The light is off. <laughs> so yeah. I don't necessarily think, and I hope this answers your question, I don't think it has something to do with now being an entrepreneur. I guess it's just how you are, who you are, and I just know that I'm an overthinker. I do work on that. I I have my practices, and it, it's getting better and better, but I know that I, I overthink a lot. Oh, yeah. I can relate yeah. to that pain for sure. What I'm hearing from you is that you, when you're in something, you're dedicated, you're committed and you care. And so whether it's your thing or somebody else's thing, you're going to be putting forth your best effort and committing and going in all of the way. So it's natural that if it was the gym or it's your business, you're still going to be thinking about it. And so I feel like if you're that kind of person, and you are inspired about something, you're passionate about something, entrepreneurship's over here like, 
hey, bitch, try it, you know, because why, why not? Why not devote your time and energy into something that, that you're building if you feel inspired and aligned? So I think that's great that you were able to see that in yourself and then say, I want to apply this for me because those are, those are amazing traits to have. And so it's, how are you going to wield that wand, you know? Yeah, totally. And now for anyone listening who is on this journey of entrepreneurship or just thinking about the thought of, you know, being your own boss and becoming a business owner, it has definitely its positive and also negative sides. It's just, it's, it's a balance of both. Um, I wouldn't for in, as in right now, I wouldn't trade it for anything else because of also the freedom that allows you, um, yeah, just the, the, the freedom lifestyle that, that it allows you with time, of course. And I also love that you get to have the choice over what you do. And when I met Hannah and had the choice to actually say, you know what, I'm going to hire her because she's going to take care of all of the things that I'm just not an expert um, at. Yeah, that's, that's just a really, really good feeling. I guess we are going to wrap it up here. Do you have, Hannah, anything else that you want the audience to know? Any, like, maybe advice or something, a tip, something that you feel like right now, the person who's listening needs to hear that? Mm. If you're listening and you are at this place in life where you're sitting you're sitting kind of on the edge. You have one foot in one place and one foot in the other. I ask that you, you really lean in and, and think what's, what's serving me? Where do I see this vision, future vision of myself? Like we were talking about at the beginning of the episode, really embodying this vision of yourself. So if you're sitting on the fence and you're unsure, tap into that and say, who is this person, this 10.0, this next level version of me and move in that direction. Step there, go all in because once you do the confidence, the excitement and everything else that comes along with that frees you up so much in life and just don't be afraid to make that step. There's so many amazing women like Jules and who are out there in the world who are providing guidance and who have, we've taken this journey. And if you're thinking about it, do it, fucking do it. You're going to love yourself so much for it. And there is so much love on the other side of pushing yourself through the big fear and there's also friendship and other women on the other side who will absolutely get you in ways that people in your world right, right now might not. And that's why I'm so grateful for my business and the friendships that I have. Like Jules, I really feel like you're, you're like my, my, my real friend. And it's such an, it's such an honor to help you bring your vision to life. It just absolutely fills me up. I love it so much. And thank you so much for having me. And yes, if you'd like to connect any, anybody listening on the show, you can find me on Instagram at design with Hannah. I'm, I would love to hear about your vision and your goals for your life or a future business that you want to run. And, um, yeah, it's just girl power on our corner of the internet. 
know, come to it, come get, come plug in girl power. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you so much for being here, Hannah. Thank you guys for listening. Slide into our DMs and let us know also how you liked this episode. If there were any key takeaways, I definitely took a lot of um, a lot of amazing nuggets out of this episode. So thank you so much and to see you very soon. Yeah, thank you, Jules.